And this brings me back to my other <laughs> hypothesis about Oscar Wilde, which is that if I lived in Oscar Wilde's time, I would be hopelessly in love with this man who would never love me back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to That Pretentious Book Club. Hi, friends. We're super prepared for today. I don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. can tell. (laughs) We are ready to go, ready for action, born ready. I'm hella tired. I just woke up from a nap like 10 minutes ago, ate like three brownies, and then I came in here to sit down and record in my bathroom. I am in my bathroom, so if it sounds a little (laughs) echoey, that's why. Three brownies. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. I had some donuts this morning, so... Nice. I think I we got this new like candle thing and it kind of smelled like fall. And so I think I was taking a nap and then I woke up thinking it's fall. And so in the fall, I eat a lot of sweets. And so I woke up and was like, I obviously have to have brownies now because that's what we have. I love the way you said that. In the fall, I eat a lot of sweets as if it's just like part of your regimen. It is part of my regimen. Maybe that's why I like fall so much, too. I like really, I let myself off the hook as far as like eating sweets goes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Basically, it's holidays. From, oh, yeah. From October to February for me, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's fine. It doesn't count. Yeah, same. <laughs> Pretty much same. As soon as I start thinking about, oh, summer's going to be here soon, then I'm like, oh, God, wait. <laughs> I shouldn't have been eating sweets for like six months straight. But. <laughs> Maybe I should, like, be healthy. I don't know. Maybe I should have been actually not just completely letting myself go for six months. Anyways, uh, that over there is Kendall Shaw, a.k.a. Dr. Spoons Palermo. Hi, howdy. Over there is Asha O'Rourke, but you can call her Wheezy. It ain't easy being Wheezy. If you guys don't want to listen to our nonsense, because there will be more of it, and you only want to hear book stuff, you can use these skip codes in our show notes. They're there every week, so just a reminder if anyone did not know. Um, although, I mean, most of you probably enjoy this nonsense, I would hope. I think that's why you're here. We all know you didn't actually come for the book. Well, you came You came for our sparkling personalities. <laughs> you came because we're holding you hostage and you have Stockholm Syndrome. I kind of like that for us. I kind of like that vibe for us. I like that, too. I feel like it's if we're being honest, it's what's going on, you know? Yeah, it is. Anyways, uh, how has your week been? Um, It's been okay. I'm trying really hard to have that was really convincing. good um, to be have a positive attitude. Aww. It's like just one of those times where I'm like, I feel like being grumpy. Ooh, that's but, how I feel too. I woke up and put on goth makeup today and I definitely just wanted to be grumpy and still feel grumpy. So kudos to yeah. you for saying I'm going to try and be positive. I just embraced well, the darkness. I woke up today and embraced <laughs> the darkness. You're like, I'm going to be exactly who I want to be right now. You know what? I think I'm going to be a bitch today. I think that's what I I feel like being. That's perfectly acceptable in my book, you know? Sometimes you just have to do it. Yeah. I tried. I tried really briefly not to, and I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) It's actually a bitch day, so. It's actually a bitch day. There's no way around that, so. (laughs) Get out of my way, rest of the world. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Yeah. I think last week I mentioned that I'm making an outfit and I have finished the pants. I finished them and well, okay, I have to do one more thing on the zipper, but basically they're done and they fit and I am so proud of myself. Not going to lie to you. I'm extremely proud of myself (laughs) because they are like, I've never done anything with buttons or zippers and I did. Uh And they have pockets and pleats and buttons and zippers and they're pants that fit me. And they were done on silky satiny fabric, which is hard to work with. So I'm kind of like extremely proud of myself. I'm extremely proud Um, of you too. And amazed and a little bit scared. How? (laughs) That's, that's fantastic. You were like, what if I did all the hardest stuff? Yeah. And I did it in like four hours. I just sat down and did it all in one go. Absolutely not. I I was like, you're really proud. I'm really proud of you too. That's amazing. Why am I not looking at these pants right now? Uh, I actually meant to bring them over, but then I left them in the other room. Um, uh, but I can go get them if you want to see. I would see. love to see them. Okay, I'll be right back. Yay. Do, 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 
Is that how it ends? I don't know. I'm a back. Um, <laughs> I'm a back. Yeah, here they are. <laughs> the zipper flap is not done yet, but oh my god, are... I love it. And they have like a satiny stripe on the side. <gasps> These and, are so uh, cool. They're pleated, and they look good on my butt. Oh my gosh! Heck yeah. They're my um, Elvis pants. I think I mentioned that last week, but I'm making yes. the full outfit. I so couldn't there's gonna quite be... picture what you meant when you said Elvis pants, but I see it now. <laughs> you see it now. Just flamboyant and loud. Excellent. And so there's a um, satiny jacket that's going to go with it. Oh, my God. Along with kind of a slutty, lacy black top. Okay, I so... love it. I love the whole look. Thanks. That's I'm fantastic. really excited. And it's also got also, a little of like Selena vibes. Honestly, if you're gonna do like the little like slim top with like the jacket, I think that's I love, very. Selena. I love that. Yeah, excellent. Well, I'm very impressed. I'm wearing that's a uh, my one of my mom's old sundresses with no bra because you guys don't Ooh. care. <laughs> no way. If you're wearing, we haven't said it in a while, but if this is a no bras allowed podcast, so if you guys are wearing a bra, you better take it off right now. Absolutely not allowed here. We are here for comfort. <laughs> and we will find out. We will find and you out. you will be prosecuted. <laughs> you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of this club's uh, doctrine. Yeah, our bylaws. Our bylaws. Strictly state. No bras allowed. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, so Spoons, I hope you're not wearing a bra because you would be in violation. Not. Okay, okay. I'm absolutely not. Okay, Don't cool. even worry about it. No. So you want to see? We are both. We both strictly adhere to the club's bylaws. Oh yeah, I'm literally never wearing a bra when we record. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Same. Yeah. Good oh, for that's us. Funny. Cool. Well, how was your week? Oh, this week feels very, very long. This is Sunday, so we have had like mm-hmm. a full week. Um. We had a chicken massacre. That was unfortunate. Mm. I believe we have a fox problem. Although Javi did see like a pack of mutant wolf looking dog things just come out of the wilderness a little while ago. Not on our property. Like coyotes? No, like like bigger than coyotes and like a pack. And Mm. it was weird. He said they looked like part like dog. He said they looked like part dog, part coyote. And I was like, what the hell? And apparently they were just like all together and, like, came out of the wilderness, saw him, and, like, ran back in. And so I don't Ew. know what they are. but um, That's freaky. But Your I mom. think those are too big to get in. There is a hole under our fence. And um, we were letting our chickens free range officially. And they were having the time of their lives. They were so happy for, like, a week. And then uh, all of a sudden, my brother went out there to check on them. And... Uh, they were all pretty much wiped out. <laughs> no! Also, all the babies are fine because they're in their brooder. So we've, the nine babies are untouched. And three of the of our adult chickens have survived. The rest of them did not. So four, we had seven. So no. four chickens were either taken or murdered. Two were taken mysteriously. And then uh, two were murdered. And left behind. Poor babies. Very sad. And then it turns out we do have one rooster. Don Alejandro survived. He beat out the other rooster. It turned out we ended up with both of our Wyandots were roosters. Um, oh. So uh, he was injured, but he's fine now. I mean, he's traumatized. Oh. I think his leg might be injured, but he does not want to let us doctor him. Uh, so no. we've been trying to like keep his like little scritchies like clean with like this like iodine wash stuff, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that happened this week, which was sad. It was that sad so because sad. I felt bad, and it was also frustrating because I'm like, well, now we can't let them free range. And then it was also frustrating because I'm like, that was a lot of months and effort to raise these seven chickens. Yeah. They were just about the age to start laying eggs, you know, to start giving back a little, contributing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, now we just start from scratch. So now we have... 11, 9, no, 12. And now we have 12 chickens total. And that's it. Mm. Which is not many. Um, That's sad. It is very sad. And the Keats are just wild birds. They're just big, fat wild birds now. They're big old birds, but I don't know what's going on yet. Yeah, they're not ready to free range yet. They'll get picked off by a fox, but they're 100% wild. They all react with sheer panic every time that you uh, (laughs) even approach. (laughs) What was that? Like, they've never <laughs> Get seen away. a human before. Oh, <laughs> Every no. single day. 
<laughs> it's oh pretty good. Oh my god. But that's I think that's pretty much been I mean that was definitely the most traumatic part of the week. Um and Caleb made brownies, which I ate three of today, and I made some cherry almond rolls. And I think I finally nailed my dough recipe. So there's Whoa, that. That sounds delicious. They were good. They were they as good as my orange vanilla rum rolls? The bread was better. The flavor profile, I mean, just nothing could beat the orange vanilla rum. So I'm excited, <laughs> though. So now the next time I make those, they'll be made with better dough. So that's good. Well, that's exciting. All my life updates are just farm updates these days. I will give a shout out to my mermaid friend, Marissa. Um, mermaid Maru is her name. If you look her up on Instagram, she's adorable. And she sent me a letter just out of blue. And she was all like, it was in this really cute little card with like kittens and books. And she's like, I was just thinking about how no one writes letters anymore. And Aww. so she just wrote me a letter. And I was like, you have no idea how thrilled I am to reply to this letter. I got this like really, I mean, first of all, I've got just tons of cool stationery that I've just been hoarding because I'm a hoarder for that kind of stuff um, or a whore for that kind of stuff, you could say. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so I got these really cool when Hubby and I got married. He's his family crest because he actually has one, which is cool. I got this uh, like wax seal set made with his family crest. And so it's really cool looking and I've always wanted to like put it on letters and stuff, but no one like sends letters back and forth anymore, uh, which is partly my fault. But anyway, so I'm very excited and I'm going to use my little wax seal set and that is this letter. so exciting. I do letters with one of my friends and then sometimes with my grandma, but I don't have a wax seal set. That is like. The best it. thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I got a wax seal set with the initial A on it when I was very, very young. And ever since then, I've been like, I, it, a letter's just, it doesn't hit right without that wax seal. No. Like, it needs a wax seal. Or is it, it doesn't complete? hit right. It doesn't hit right. <laughs> but the thing is, my handwriting is not that good. Like, mm. I can do a kind of pretty cursive if you're not trying to read it. Like, I can ah. read it, but I don't know if anyone else can read it. Um, <laughs> like, if you, like squint and it's blurry it looks, it looks so good beautiful. yeah because i've had people go oh your handwriting's beautiful and i'm like oh uh thanks but like i know no one can else can read it like it's not good it's just it kind of looks like different and then my <laughs> my print handwriting looks like a child looks like a child who just learned to write and is using their left hand when they're right handed love that's it. what it looks like so i love it you know yeah I love seeing different people's handwriting. Like, I think it's so cute that everyone has their own little way of writing things. It I don't is know. cute. I like it, too. But what's always killed me is that, like, people will go, I'm sure you've gotten this, too. They're like, oh, well, instead of, like, like, a group card or something, people are like, oh, here, well, you write it because you're writers. So you probably have a good handwriting. I'm like, you oh, could yeah. not be farther from the truth. <laughs> you would think <laughs> I would have developed a nice handwriting because I have spent... I mean, count, literally countless hours writing in notebooks and stuff, because I do write Same. by hand a lot. So you would think that my handwriting would be good. But because but the only I'm one who has to read it is you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not writing this for an audience to see my handwriting. I know what it means. Sometimes I don't even finish words. And I'm like, yep, I know what that is. Like, that's it. That's all I need to know. Yeah, that's it. And so it's actually a it's kind of like how dancers, some of them like walk really heavy. And it was always funny because around campus, you could hear them like stomping by and people would be like, <laughs> oh, the dance majors are walking by. But like, it's just so the opposite of what you would think because they're so graceful. I yeah. feel like it's that same phenomenon with people who write. <laughs> yeah. who don't have amazing handwriting. I, I don't think I've ever it, met like nobody in my major that I can really remember. Had like beautiful <laughs> Great handwriting. handwriting, like friends of mine or anybody. I like, know. Yeah. I think that we all felt like it was more important to get the content down that we wanted, not necessarily the style that we wrote down that content in. Mm, so it'd be true. My sister has beautiful handwriting and she can do like calligraphy and stuff, which I Ugh, never learned. But. That would be so fun to learn. They have those books, you know, that you can like practice in. Yeah. I think that would be a fun thing. Yeah. But see, I never even got to finish my like little cursive notebooks. I did enjoy them. They would like send you home, like your homework, little cursive notebooks. And then right mm -hmm. around, like right before the letter F, they just stopped teaching cursive in our school altogether. So they didn't even finish teaching <laughs> us the whole alphabet. You've got like the very beginning down. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up, so I eventually finished teaching myself cursive, but it's a little bit different because I basically, before I finished teaching myself correct cursive, I just made up my own cursive for the last mm -hmm. half of the alphabet because they never taught it to me. So now I write with this cursive that's a weird mismatch, like of actual cursive and what my like 
eight-year-old brain was like, this is probably cursive for that letter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, some of them I think I've, I've also made up. Like, um, some of them I know are correct. And then a lot of times I'm like, this looks like it should be the right thing. But yeah. I bet it's not. Well, I, I feel like that's how everyone does it. Like, I've written stuff that, like, uh, like the American founders or whatever, like, wrote by hand. I've, I've looked at that stuff, and I'm like, the heck kind of letter is that? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are y'all doing? Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm not concerned. I think that's what everybody does. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? Should we get into the book for this episode? Uh, let's do the book. Yay! Okay, this week we're doing The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. Yay! Yay! Which is thrilling. Applause, applause, applause. Guys, this is one of my, I have said this before probably countless times. This is one of my favorite stories of all times. It is technically a play and not a book, but the good news for you people who don't like to read a bunch of stuff is it's very short. But it is fabulous. I have seen it multiple times on the stage actually my probably my favorite rendition of it was by black swan youth theater which was like a bunch of teenagers but it was unbelievably excellent it was so good my friend valerie warman ended up playing miss prism and oh my god it was just hysterical and i think that we saw like their closing night performance oh, and nice, so they were nice. being like kind of wacky and surprising their director on some stuff and like uh, one of the characters ripped off the other character's mustache on stage which was not planned but it was so perfect for the moment like i can't even express to you it was <laughs> hysterical uh and obviously not approved by the director but it was no, no. a fantastic <laughs> performance it's the, even without all of that like it is just a hysterically funny play um, um, I obviously love it. We're not going to do an Oscar Wilde bio this time, though, because we already did that in our Dorian Gray episode. So if you yeah. guys want to hear all the details about our favorite boy, Oscar, you guys can go check out his bio in the Dorian Gray episode. But he's he's there. wonderful. And Carissa, um, my co-host on Script Terrain Society, our sister podcast for writers, she gave me a shirt in college that was, you know, like those like shirts that are made out of like the entire text of a story or something. It was mm -hmm. all of the text of the importance of being earnest, but in a way where like the colors on the letters like made Oscar Wilde's face. <laughs> oh, I love that. It was That's really so good. good. I, I mean, it's got to still be somewhere. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm sure it's in the bottom of my drawer, but it's fabulous. Um, and I'm so honored to grace my bodice with the face of Oscar Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> God. <sighs> There's like no one else you. I'd rather represent uh, between no, him no, and no. Mark Twain. I just could wear their faces around all day long. There they are. <laughs> My number are. one boys. My men. <laughs> I love these men. <laughs> uh, I love men. And it's Oscar <laughs> Wilde and Mark Twain. <laughs> oh my God. The real, the real dudes. God, I love them so much. Have you read this before? I had not read it before. Oh, I'd good. only seen the movie with you, which I loved. But yeah, so it was fun Yay. to read. I'm so glad. Okay. How do I start? Sorry, I'm kidding. Okay. We can start with the cast so we, of characters. Let's do the characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> no, no, you're uh, good. I should have grabbed my book and brought it in here too, because I usually reference it and I didn't because I'm dumb. So we have Algernon, um, who is <laughs> my favorite everyone's character. favorite. <laughs> yeah, like he if he's not your favorite character, I don't know I what's wrong with you. You are um, incorrect, yeah. <laughs> He God. is very sassy. I love him. He is so I this is this is goes again to I strongly feel that oh my god, I just typed into my phone the importance of being wild. <laughs> the importance of being earnest for Oscar Wilde. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Hang on, I do need that on a t-shirt. Madison, Madison, my sister and graphic designer. I need a t-shirt that has Oscar Wilde's face on it. And I, I wanted to say importance of being yeah. wild and i want him to also have sunglasses on and like look cool oh my god oh, okay a hundred percent this is gonna be the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world i'm so glad we could birth this into existence the importance of being earnest oh god um yeah so algernon moncrief however you ah, say his yes, last name very good he's um, a darling boy and we love him he is he is and then we also have Jack, um, and what's Jack's last name? I forgot. Uh, anyway, Worthing. Worthing, yes, Mr. Worthing. Yes. So, um, let me. I'll get to the others later. But Jack and Algernon, um, are friends, and uh, they're hanging out. <laughs> and Jack, uh, 
Algernon basically confronts Jack and is like, hey, I know that you want to marry my cousin Gwendolyn, but why the hell do you have this uh, cigarette case that's like inscribed to Jack from Uh Cecily? Yeah, with love from little Cecily. Yes. And he's like, what? So what's that all about? And Jack's like, uh. <laughs> he's like, that's a, um, oh, it's my it's, aunt. And he's like, interesting, interesting. Right. <laughs> and because Ar- Algernon thinks that Jack's name is Ernest, mm-hmm. because that is what Jack goes by when he's in, in the, the city. city. <laughs> <laughs> he, because Jack basically is leading a double life. So uh-huh. when he's at home with his ward, Cecily, mm-hmm. his name is Jack. His name is actually Jack. Jack Worthing. But. Yes, Jack Worthing. But uh, he tells everyone that he has this, like, brother who's always, like, you know, going around town, getting into trouble. Yeah. Name's Ernest. Yeah. And uh, so he uses it as an excuse to, like, go to town. Like, oh, I have to deal with Ernest. Yeah. But really, he is Ernest. He's using this as an excuse to go be a guy about town. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is hysterical. And because Algernon does the same thing. He calls it Bunbury because he tells everyone he has an invalid friend named Bunbury. And he'll always make an excuse like he can't go to dinner with someone he doesn't want to go to dinner with because he's got to go see his sick friend Bunbury or he's got to go to the country to go visit his sick friend (laughs) Bunbury. And so he calls it Bunbury. And it is the funniest thing. It is so funny. And yeah, so Jack is trying to convince Algernon that, uh, who Algernon thinks his name is Ernest, that, uh, that this little cigarette case that Algernon had stolen previously from him had just like stolen and kept. Uh, And throughout this whole scene, like, guys, you have to read this. He's, like, eating cucumber sandwiches that are not his cucumber sandwiches. And he's just, like, his behavior is just... This goes back to my... my, This is what I was saying before. My hypothesis that everything Oscar Wilde writes has some character in it that Oscar Wilde really identifies as. (laughs) I feel like this is, like, who Oscar Wilde kind of wants to be is this kind of, like lewd like but vivacious very clever kind of unbothered accidentally very philosophical but more like just entertained with being entertaining I feel like that's because we've got a character like that in Dorian Gray whose name I forget right now too but I do feel like this is something that Wilde always does and we love it yeah I totally agree and yeah and then you're reading and you're like okay well this is my favorite character so that's probably why you're like yeah I love Oscar Oscar Wilde's like I am my own favorite character yeah, seriously. <laughs> really, he's our favorite um, character, too. Algernon eats so much. He's constantly eating yes. or talking about eating. And I love that for him. I love it's it, so too. funny. It's so good. Then Gwendolyn comes, and she is Algernon's cousin. So Gwendolyn and her mother come. Mm-hmm. And Gwendolyn and Jack, who she thinks is named Ernest, uh-huh. have been, like, seeing each other and, like, they're into each other and all that. So Jack wants to propose to her. So he does. But... Gwendolyn reveals like she's like so excited obviously she loves him but she's also like I'm so glad your name is Ernest I could never marry somebody whose name wasn't Ernest Ernest. and he's like what if my name was I don't know like Jack or something and she's like "Mm, I don't like it nope definitely has to be Ernest it's not a very good name actually (laughs) yeah and he's like oh shoot (laughs) which is so crazy and I love it for her as well Mm -hmm. um and so then, uh, but she's like, yay. Well, it doesn't matter because your name is Ernest. Yeah. Isn't that great? And, and he's, he's like, like oh, yeah, yeah so my great. name is definitely Ernest. <laughs> I love that for me, being named Ernest. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Gwendolyn's mother. Lady Bracknell. Yes, she comes in. Basically, Gwendolyn's like, we're getting engaged. And she's like, uh, no, you're not. Mm-mm. And I'm going to talk to Jack or er, Ernest by myself. Yeah. And so she talks to him and... <laughs> is kind of sizing him up with and that's the weirdest he... set of criteria ever by the way <laughs> she's like do you know nothing or everything i feel like every man should know one and he's like nothing and she's like that's great i prefer that nobody should mess with like something like the perfection of ignorance or something stupid like she's crazy <laughs> i loved it i thought they were so funny they were. and like i yeah <laughs> it was just so great i love everything she says she's kind of so horrible but i love every word out of her mouth i think it's hilarious <laughs> it is. um and so during this like interrogation or jack slash ernest reveals that he was basically found in a 
bag mm-hmm. at this train station. And a handbag at a train station. Yeah, and so he doesn't know who his real parents are or anything. No. But his, like, the person who found him was Cecily's dad. So, yes. like, yeah. So, basically, Cecily's sort of his adopted sister, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's why she's um, his ward. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so he's like, I actually don't know anything about my real family. And she's like, well, that's okay, well, that's out of the question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's like, like, well, you're definitely not marrying Gwendolyn. She says that he unfortunately has lost both his parents. And she's like, both? That seems careless. <laughs> it's yeah. his fault. And you're like, no. How? It's this so is so awful. Funny. And she like basically leaves saying, basically, you're not going to get engaged unless you can what would she say? I recommend producing one or like yeah. two, both or at least one parent as if he can yes. just do that <laughs> he's like well you better get on that if you want to marry <laughs> he's like great i guess i'm screwed yeah pretty much <laughs> um so he's kind of like dang it oh he has already told algernon about cecily of course because mm-hmm. algernon found out yes. you know through the cigarette case yes so and he's like algernon you cannot and will never meet cecily <laughs> i just need you to know you will never meet her and algernon's like she's pretty right and he's like Yes, she's she's quite lovely and almost 18. And he's like, I think I do need to meet her. And he's like, I'll never tell you, ever tell you where she is. You are not meeting her. No. <laughs> but lo and behold. Then he turns around and in front of Algernon tells Gwendolyn his country address. Because Gwendolyn's thinking maybe she'll go right. see him when he goes to take yep. care of business in the country. And Algernon literally like, off, like he's over on the side of the like, like writes yeah. it on his cuff. He writes it down. He's like, okay, taking notes, taking notes. Mm-hmm, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, of course, Algernon goes to visit the country <laughs> house yep. uh, where he meets Cecily and tells her that he is Jack's brother, Ernest, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. Little does he know, our girl Cecily, who is hilarious, is by the way, she is hilarious. has been hearing all about Ernest for a while and has decided she's in love with Ernest, even mm-hmm. though she doesn't. Know him. know him and also he doesn't exist yes and so she's like she's um, in love with jack's wicked brother Ernest, and yes. so she's been writing letters to herself from him as if they're from him and she's got diary entries that basically say like basically like they talk and it's cute and she's hanging out with miss prison before that by the way who's like kind of in oh, love right. with like reverend chas or whatever his name is and so that's like her nanny who's been there forever and the other guy or whatever but basically Everything she says is also kind of nonsensical. Aside I from Jack, her. everybody is a complete Insane. idiot, but so strongly holds to their values, their really weirdly chosen values. <laughs> I think they're all geniuses, to be honest with you. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Algernon would agree with you. <laughs> but anyways, so they they talk they flirt it's adorable Algernon immediately falls in love with her which is funny because he had literally just been like telling Jack that you should never get married and marriage is ridiculous and yeah all that stuff mm-hmm. and then he's like uh, Cecily do you think that you would would you ever marry me would you marry me and she's like how silly of you we're already engaged and he's like what say what and she's like allow me to show you in my diary <laughs> and she's she she's like goes back and she reads these entries of like how he proposed to her or whatever and he's like um and this is all completely made up but to her is real which is a little bit like mm, you just proposed to this woman and she's she's saying she's had like, like a fake relationship she's with pretty it's fine yeah she's pretty <laughs> and they call her like smart or something too and i'm like that might be a stretch I don't know. Once again, I disagree. I think she is on another plane. Like, we don't even comprehend her intellect. Honestly, I I agree with you. I think that's correct. (laughs) I think we just cannot comprehend. Cecily is living beyond us. She has evolved past us. Yeah, she's galaxy brain all the time. That's (laughs) what's going on. She is galaxy brain all the time. If I just got to hang around and do my lessons and learn German and write in my diary, I might be galaxy brain too. (laughs) God, I wish that was me. <laughs> They're always complaining about that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I would kill to have your life. Yeah, seriously. Are you kidding me? I would love to just hang around and learn German and cross-stitch. I was God. literally just saying that today. I was like, I hate life because life is just all a bunch of having to do work. And I just want time to just, like, write books. Is that just so much to ask? Like, I'm not asking to just, like, sit on the couch and eat potato chips. Like, No, like, I'll keep busy. I just hate working. Yeah, I just want to have time. I just want to have time to do the work that matters. 
Yeah, I and, want to uh, do stuff I want to do. And Cecily has that time, but she doesn't really appreciate it. And she ends up telling Algernon that uh, they were engaged and then it was broken off. But it's okay because they're engaged again because he apologized. And he's like, why did you, I, I'm hurt. Why did you break off our fake engagement? And she's like, well, everybody knows that a serious engagement is always broken off at least once or twice. And you're like, what? That was my favorite part. Absolutely killed me because he was genuinely like, oh my God, why would you do that? Like offended. immediately into her weird narrative. He's like immediately invested. He's like, tell me, how did we meet? Like, what did we say? And he's like totally just accepting it. And it's, it's good anyways. Very um, funny. It's very funny. And then, and then it. Jack shows up in mourning yes. clothes because he's decided he's going to kill off his brother, Ernest. He's going to tell everyone his brother Ernest is dead and he's done living this double life, basically. It's so good. And so he's like, yeah, Ernest is dead. And they're like, really? (laughs) And then then he goes to there and he's like, what are you doing here? And and Cecily's like, look, your brother Ernest is here. And he's like, I'm going to murder you. He's like, "Uh, no, he's not. And he's not staying. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so funny. And Miss Prism is like well, this is great news. Why don't you look happy? I mean, if, if my, something to the effect of, like, if my brother I thought was dead appeared to be alive, like, this is good news. Um, and yeah. no. <laughs> He's like, this is He's the like, worst news I've ever, I've ever had. I'm gonna kill him myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, he's not escaping death, actually. This is mm-hmm. just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> In fact, yeah. he's really clinched it with this. Right. So that's hilarious. Then Gwendolyn shows up. Um, so Gwendolyn shows up and Algernon and Jack are like elsewhere. Yeah. And she shows up and meets Cecily and is like, oh, hi, it's nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And Cecily's like, great to meet you. And at first mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, cool. And then basically they reveal to each other like, oh yeah, I am Ernest's fiance. Yeah. Yes, but they both think they're engaged to Ernest, but mm-hmm. they're thinking of different Ernests, of course, uh-huh. because they're thinking of Algernon and Jack, who yep. both have pretended to be Ernest. Yep. So... It's such a mess. And so then and they're immediately both like, uh, what the hell? And very annoyed. Uh-huh. Um, What's so good, because at first Gwendolyn's like, oh, I can just tell you're a wonderful person. I always have a sixth sense, sense about these things. Like, I'm never wrong on my first impressions. You're a wonderful person. And then they basically end up revealing that they're both, in, quote, like a, quote, unquote, like engaged to Ernest. And then um, they both like, well, you must be wrong. You must be wrong. And then they get just like really bitchy and have a really like passive aggressive tea time. And they then do. and then they end up like full on fighting. And and Gwendolyn says something like, oh, I knew you were an awful person. My first impressions are never wrong. And you're like, Gwendolyn, <laughs> what? It's so funny. It is it's so good. So, yeah, so passive aggressive. That's, that's the best part. I think them just being like, oh, how interesting for you. Yeah. Like, trying, hating each other. But then I love it because uh, when the boys come back out, they're like, oh, God. And they're both like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And so it all gets revealed, basically. Yes. And, and then the girls like, yes, are like best friends again because they're like, oh, my God, my poor Gwendolyn, my poor Cecily, that that their fiancés <laughs> lied about their names because they both wanted to be. Oh, I, I think I forgot to say the same oh, thing for Algernon. Cecily also said that she wants to only marry a man named Ernest. Yes. It's both of their criteria. Honestly, they're probably soul sisters because they just both have this insane idea. Yeah, they and, are. Uh, they, yeah, and they immediately become besties after this. So I did love that for them. It was um, good, especially considering the intense aggression that was just happening between them a moment before. <laughs> Those are uh, bros, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and the bros are like, we are in such deep shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, And so also uh, Algernon and Jack have both arranged to be christened with the name Ernest, Mm -hmm. like later that day, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because they're both like, well, I have to be named Ernest or else you won't marry me. Yeah. Then everything kind of comes to a head when Lady, what's her name? Bracknell? My girl. Lady Brown girl. I could never claim her as my girl. She kills me. <laughs> She's hilarious. Ugh. Lady Bracknell shows up because she followed Gwendolyn. Mm-hmm. And she is like, what on earth is going on? And so then she starts kind of getting into like the Cecily Algernon thing too. <laughs> yes. And she's like, what is going on here? And basically grilling mm-hmm. um, Cecily. And so then uh, Jack is like, 
I absolutely do not give my consent for them to be married absolutely not. Uh, because Cecily is my ward and it's not happening yes. and she's like well why not and then she's like he's like I won't let them marry unless you let me marry Gwendolyn and yes. she's like well absolutely not she's like that's not happening <laughs> and so it's all a mess the reverend comes and he's also like hey are we doing a christening yeah, or what? what he's like I got and two of these like- on the clock so like <laughs> And then they're like, what? There's no way. And so anything, everything is going crazy. And that's when he mentions Miss Prism, mm-hmm. uh, the nanny. And uh, Lady Bracknell's like, wait, Miss Prism? And uh, he's like, yeah. And so they bring Miss Prism in. And Lady Bracknell's like, where is the baby? And she's <laughs> like, just like everyone <laughs> in the audience was like, what? Wait, what? Wait, what baby? What are we? <laughs> it's like so chaotic right now. It is so and- good. And they're like, uh, she's like, the baby 28 years ago that you left in a train st- or like you lost the baby. Maybe, and yeah. she's like, yeah, so I here's what happened with the baby. Uh, I did. I was writing a novel at the time and I accidentally switched my novel and this baby and put the book in a bassinet and the baby in the uh, what's it in called? the handbag. What are the in handbag. the handbag yeah and uh i left it at a train station and jack is like okay this is very important which train station was it <laughs> yeah and so she's like the victoria station and he's like oh my god that was me and so basically miss prism was the one who lost jack yep. and that you find and he's like oh my god you're my mom and she's like oh no no yeah. i'm not your mom I'm just lady Bracknell's sister is your mom yeah and he's like what so this means that jack is algernon's older brother <laughs> and unfortunately gwendolyn's cousin which i feel we do not discuss we know but, discusses um, it. oscar wilde was like i don't have a problem with cousin lovers ask thomas hardy we're like, on the same page <laughs> why does it always come back to this for us i so interfere <laughs> i don't know i need another t-shirt that's got cousin lovers and a big like x through it like <laughs> That is obviously, it is not only in our bylaws, but also in the laws of our nation. Okay, we don't <laughs> know cousin lovers. How many we times? do not recognize cousin lovers. It's not happening. But apparently we're doing it now. And they are first cousins, actually. They're first cousins. Yes. This is way worse than I even this is, thought about this a second is ago. bad. It's bad. It's very bad. Oh, God. But nobody <laughs> says anything about it. We're just going with it, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. So Jack, uh, so then um, there's still the question, though, of what's what's his his real name? And she, Ms. Lady Blackmail, oh my God. Yes. She's like, "Um, well, of course, you're named after your father, although I can't really remember his name right now. And Algernon's like, I don't know. His own father. Algernon can't remember his own father's name. name. So they look in like this military ledger or something, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And lo and behold, his name is Ernest. Ernest. And then Ernest's name is Ernest John Worthing yep. or whatever his last name is. Yep. And so he was telling the truth his whole time, this whole time yep. that yep. his name is both Ernest, Ernest and, Jack. and Jack. Yep. <laughs> Ernest John Worthing. It's unbelievable. It is the funniest thing of all time. And Gwen's like, fantastic. We can get married, cousin of mine. I cannot wait to marry you, my first cousin. Uh, His name's Ernest and he's my cousin. OMG, the perfect man. This could not get better for me, Gwendolyn. (laughs) Lady Bracknell's like, fully approved. Absolutely. This is the best case scenario. Oh, this is great. This is awesome. (laughs) Oh, and he was also not lying about having a brother who was a guy about town. Yes. He ended (laughs) up telling the truth, a.k.a. being earnest, the entire time. Oh, my God. That is literature. Yes, That is is theater. That is drama. That is is comedy. That, that is, is comedy. Everything to me. <laughs> it's the funniest thing anyone has ever done. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it you, it's really hard to think of anything funnier that's ever been written. Like it really and is good. I literally can't. <laughs> I don't think I can either. That like, oh, oh, it's so funny the whole time. And then it culminates in that. And it's just like the shock. The, like the last, like watching this in person, like on the stage, like the last 20 minutes of the play is just a bunch of bombshells one after the other. And they're all hysterical. <laughs> and they're all so unexpected. The whole audience is like, well, it doesn't know what to do for the last 20 minutes. We all just, 
What? <laughs> We're just gripped. It's insane. It is absolute, complete chaos. It's so good. It is so funny. Yeah. Like, nobody could have done this but Oscar, no. you know? No, absolutely. Incredible work was done. In truly God, incredible. it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and so then they basically, they're going to get married. Uh, like, Gwendolyn and uh, Ernest John Worthing are getting married, a.k.a. Jack. And Algernon and Cecily are getting married. And then Miss Prism and Chasuble, I believe, end up getting married as well. Because they've had kind of a secret romance kind of thing going this whole time. Uh, and Lady Bracknell is, yeah, I guess she's pleased, whatever. Um, she's vibing. She's vibing. She's like, this is exactly what I wanted. I knew I had all these rules for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was correct about rules. everything all yeah, the time. <laughs> exactly. She's like, mm-hmm. And what else? This is exactly how I expected things to go. Uh, and so then, like, <laughs> Ernest... Uh, Jack, whatever, he closes with, like, the amazing, the title of the book line, mm-hmm. Until now, I've never understood the importance of being earnest. <laughs> so He good. drops that title. He does. Boom. It was, it's one of the best title drops of all time, in my opinion. It's so great. You it can is. just imagine, like, oh, applause, applause, applause in the theater. Oh, Everyone's yeah. laughing on their seat. Absolutely. And we were. And it was wonderful. I was like, I would like to watch this all over again. Rewind. Ugh. From the top. From the top, everybody. I want to go see it. Done. I would love that. If if a, if a theater troupe is ever doing it in the area, we need to go see it. Because it is. should totally go. Oh. Yeah, there's nothing like seeing it in person. I actually auditioned for this play once at a community theater, like a community, like normal, like adult theater. And they offered me the role of Cecily. And then I had like time commitment problems. So I couldn't go. And it was Aww. really sad because I auditioned and I got the part that I wanted. I wanted to be Cecily. No. So I was like, I'm really sad. <laughs> that but, uh, been, you would have been so good. Thank you. I could have played kind of ditzy, but also like kind of like transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She just understands more than anybody else. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, anyways, uh, what was your favorite part of this book? My favorite part is the ending. Yeah, it's I funny. love the big reveals. It's so funny. The like full circleness of it. Yeah. It's so absurd. It that's is. what I love about it. It's, it's like this absurd. would only happen in a play. And I absolutely adore that. Yeah, I agree. Um, my thing favorite part is um, really anytime Algernon is speaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything he says is hysterical. Uh, when he's eating the cucumber sandwiches, the very beginning is one of my favorite scenes, but also when he's eating the muffins. The muffins! The muffin I love scene the muffins! Between him and Jack. It's just a fantastic scene between both of them. It is so funny. And then the ending scene is so funny. So good. And I, I mean, all these scenes just made me have a crush on Algernon even more. And then, <laughs> and then Black Swan Youth Theater had the audacity to oh, cast a beautiful boy for the role of Algernon. He was a very handsome young man. And I was like, well, I'll never love again. <laughs> this is it for me. <laughs> yeah. And then it was and I met Javi, who's also, he's kind of Algernon-ish, like with more profanity. But uh, it's the devil may care attitude. I just have, a, I'm just soft for that. I just really like it. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's good. But they did cast, like, the perfect dude to play Algernon. Like, kind of, like, but he's definitely supposed to be an attractive dude. And uh, very, like, debonair and kind of, like, ritzy. Like, definitely, like, kind of ritzy. Like, very Oscar oh, Wilde-ish. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think Algernon yeah. was just like, what if I was in this play? And then he just put himself in the play. <laughs> I feel that there's no way Algernon's not bisexual. I'm just going to say it. No, there's not. He there's feels- absolutely... He's 100% bisexual. He has to be. He is. And this brings me back to my other hypothesis about Oscar Wilde, which is that if I lived in Oscar Wilde's time, I would be hopelessly in love with this man who would never love me back. <laughs> like, I know. I know I would be in love with Oscar oh, Wilde. Oh, God. I would, too. I would fall all over him. I would be like, you know, I, he I would don't like... even care that, you, that you'll never love me in return. I, I'm <laughs> devoted to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, for real. I totally understand you. <laughs> um what was your favorite uh least favorite least favorite part um that's a great question i loved all of it uh lady bracknell's kind of a bummer actually i think gwen i don't like when uh gwendolyn comes in kind of being a bitch i also feel like she just toys around with jack like because she thinks it's fashionable and i just don't i don't ever approve of that but she definitely just like toys with him and that makes me sad I think that that's probably mm. my least favorite part. Hmm. Yeah, valid. I think my least favorite part is 
cousin lovers. I just the <laughs> oh, concept. I should have. I should have said that. That it's included there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, couldn't have. Couldn't they just have been friends of Algernon's or something, or even like fifth cousins? I don't know. Fifth cousins. Something. I don't know. Nope. Oscar A little better. Was like first cousins or nothing. And everyone, we're like nothing. <laughs> Oscar, no, don't How do about this. nothing? It's okay. <laughs> He's like, nope, got got to be first cousins. And moving on. Uh, let's see. What about uh, favorite characters? Algernon. Yeah, Algernon. <laughs> I mean, obviously, least favorite character, Lady Bracknell. I guess, but also I love her. I don't know yeah. if I have a least favorite character. I like all. No, the characters. I like them all as well. Actually, you know what? I think Gwendolyn's my least favorite character. I take it back. Lady Bracknell's more amusing to me. I think Gwendolyn was also the least amusing to me. Like, I really did not want to go for yeah. Gwendolyn when I auditioned because I was like, she's kind of a buzzkill. Like, she's she's funny <laughs> because she you see her like being a buzzkill next to these other she's characters. she's kind of mean, honestly. She though. is. She's kind of mean and she's very shallow and so is Algernon, but like in a different way. Like Algernon's kind of like fun jerk, whereas Gwendolyn <laughs> is a buzzkill and a jerk. And so I don't I don't enjoy it. Um, and Lady Bracknell at least is hysterically wrong. Quotes? Favorite quotes? Uh, oh god, there's just so many. This was really hard to pick. This is very, very difficult. I'm literally scrolling through them on my phone because I every freaking line of this play They're is all funny like, worthy of being a favorite quote. I can I do two? Yes, of course. They're so funny. Okay. So these this also I could have picked like fifteen others, but these are just two that I thought were funny. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so one is Lady Bracknell. She's got after some uh, the reveal that Jack was like a foundling child. Um, she says, "To be born, or at any rate, bred in a handbag, whether it had handles or not, seems to me to display a contempt for the ordinary decencies of family life that reminds one of the most excesses of the French Revolution." And I presume you know what that unfortunate movement led to. <laughs> Oh my god, she kills. Oh, funny. She's like, how dare you? You, That's so indecent of you. That is so French. This reminds me just of the French Revolution. (laughs) It's like the funniest uh, escalation I've ever seen. That is so funny. Um, And then my other one is this one Jack's talking to Algernon, and he says, I'm sick to death of cleverness. Everybody is clever nowadays. You can't go anywhere without meeting clever people. The thing has become an absolute public nuisance. I wish to goodness we had a few fools left. (laughs) Oh my God, it's such a good one. I love that one. I love that one too. Um, I'm I'm like, I agree with you. Let's get some idiots back. I love idiots. I just love like nice idiots. That's the best kind of person. I agree. I agree. I also like the like really confident idiots. It's like my favorite thing. (laughs) And my mom does not like this about me because they say don't argue with a fool because it makes you the fool. Right. And Mm -hmm. I agree in the sense that if you argue with a fool and you think that you're going to change their mind, that's very foolish of you. However, if you're thinking, what a fun game we can have arguing with this fool, because this argument will go nowhere but to entertain me, that's some delightful shit right there. And my mom hates it so much. She's like, why are you arguing? And I'm like, because it can go nowhere. There's no way to resolve this. This could just go on forever. Isn't it great? This is your Aries chaos coming out is what it is. (laughs) It is. It is. It's so funny. I'm so glad we have some fools in the world, though, because what oh, else? Yeah. Who else would Jack I have is fun right. with? <laughs> he is correct. Clever people are so annoying. Clever like, people are boring. enough. I don't want to talk to clever people anymore. I just want to talk to I fools all day long. I only want to talk to dummies. Yes. <laughs> and I want to be a dummy. <laughs> I want to be a dummy and I only want to talk to dummies. Oh, God, that's so funny. Um, I listen, there's so many. Um. <laughs> Okay, here's, I'll do one from the muffin scene because it's a very good scene. I almost picked the muffin scene. It's good. It's basically, they're eating muffins. The girls have basically just left them outside the yard. They've gone in the house. They're mad. All the truth has just come out. And the men are like, well, we're about to lose these women that we're in love with. What do we do? And they're like, like panicking. And then Algernon is just eating muffins. He's just like (laughs) eating like a whole tray of muffins for himself. And there's tea cake there. And basically, Jack is like, you're eating all of my muffins. Just eat some of the tea cake. And he's like, I don't like tea cake. You eat the tea cake. And he's like, I don't like tea cake. And he's like, some host you are. And it's 
so good. And here's a um, and then and then Jack starts eating the muffins too, and then um, and Algernon's like, bro. Why are you eating the muffins? I thought you said it was indecent to be eating muffins right now. And he says, good heavens, I suppose a man may eat his own muffins in his own garden. And then Algernon says, but you have just said it was perfectly heartless to eat muffins. Jack says, I said it was perfectly heartless of you under the circumstances. That is a very different thing. Algernon says, that may be, but the muffins are the same. And it's just, just a little picture of how it's wonderful. Been- they do spend a lot of time on the muffins and it got funnier like the longer it went on you know <laughs> it's so good um there's this is another good one i think this is something that cecily says i don't like novels that end happily they depress me so much <laughs> yes. she says a lot of weird stuff like that where you're like is this genius or is this nonsense and the line I- that she rides is so fine Oh, it's so good. And but Algernon does the exact same thing. Like, they both say like things that are very like, um, hypocritical or something or like, uh, nonsensical, honestly. And you're kind of like, wait, is there some wisdom in that? Yeah, you're like, (laughs) Like, is this actually really deep? Because that's kind of Oscar Wilde's thing to be like, we're all having a good time. Nonsense. We're all happy fools here. And they then say something that you're like, wait, that's insanely deep. Like, that's his whole move, and that's these two. Yeah. Like, Cecily says when she first meets him, like, she, I think she asks Algernon if he's a sensible man, and he's like, not at all. And she says, uh, oh, no, he says something like, uh, it's good that you write a diary or something, that way you'll catch yourself, yeah. like a sensible man. And she says, oh, I don't think I would like to catch a sensible man. I shouldn't know what to talk to him about. <laughs> Which is so good. It's Cecily's, true. Uh, lines about her diary are really funny too. Um, she says something like, "Oh, I always have to have something sensational to read on a train." Yes, <laughs> it's always good to have your diary with you, so you have something sensational to read. It's just it's so, so good. Funny. Or he, but he also says, uh, "I laughed out loud at this." She was like, um, "He says something like, oh, you write a diary,'" and she's like, "Yes," and it's like filled with only my most personal thoughts. So it will be published and I'll get you an advanced copy if you yeah. wish or something like yeah, that. He's like, can I read it? And she's like, not until it's published. It's my own yeah. personal thoughts. And you're like, Cecily. So funny. <laughs> she's super funny. Um, I'll just do one more quote, although they could go on forever and ever. I want to say this is something that Gwendolyn says. If not, it is her vibe. It's to be natural is such a very difficult pose to keep up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> See, that's one of those that's like, that just feels really deep. Like, I think it's very true. Like, I've seen all these people on Instagram. This is what I feel like cottagecore. This is a this is a quote to me about cottagecore. It is so much work. It's like, so it's difficult. It's not cute. <laughs> it's not cute. It's so difficult to look natural, to keep up a natural looking pose. And to look cute <laughs> while you're doing it. Because it's not actually cute. Anyway, so those are just some of the best. One of the other ones that was kind of like that was um, when uh, Algernon was like, okay, after dinner, do you want to go do this? And he's like, oh, no. I Jack is like, oh, no, I hate looking at things. And he's like, okay, what about listening to some music? No, no, I hate listening to things. He's like, <laughs> okay, we could go do this. He's like, no, 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 I hate talking. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to do nothing. And he's like, oh, <laughs> such hard work to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's so good. Oh, he's so funny. And that, there's that whole bit with the cucumber sandwiches at the beginning and his mm. butler, Lane, who just knows Algernon so well. He's very, like, straight face, but just, like, goes with the nonsense. Like, this whole time, like, he got cucumber sandwiches specifically because Lady Bracknell, his aunt, was coming over and she requests them. And then he proceeded to, when Jack comes over right before Lady Bracknell's going to get there, Algernon proceeds to sit there, spout this beautifully foolish rhetoric of nonsense and eat every single one of the cucumber sandwiches (laughs) and then lady bracknell shows up and she's like where are my cucumber sandwiches and he's like to the butler he's like ah i mean lane just told me that there are are no cucumbers in the market not even for ready money and she's like wow not even for ready money interesting (laughs) it's just it's so funny algernon's character is hilarious and like then, a deity to me. What <laughs> <a> deity? <laughs> I pray to the Church of Algernon. And then that actually sounds legit. Um, that does <laughs> actually. Wait, wait, wait. Do I need to name my son Algernon? Whoa! I can't believe you haven't thought of this before. Honestly, I haven't either. Algernon Dragon Slayer O'Rourke. <gasps> That's Algernon kind of- Dragon Slayer Escalus O'Rourke. <gasps> 
This is just gets better and better. Oh my god, I can't wait to tell. Or Bobby. maybe, or maybe you can have two. First one Algernon, second one Aeschylus, and That's they're both really dragon slayers. What both. if they're twins? How good is that? These are my, <gasps> these are our twins. Uh, <laughs> Algernon, Algernon and Aeschylus. That's the most metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Named after two of the best and most heroic, uh, actually, characters from plays. They're both from plays. Ah, it's true. It's true. Although Aeschylus is the antithesis of Algernon. Yeah, they're very opposite. If we had twins and their personalities didn't end up being like Algernon and Aeschylus, that'd be really difficult. Like if like Algernon mm. was kind of serious and Aeschylus was kind of nonsensical, that would that would be difficult. I'd be like, how how I'd be like googling <laughs> how to change a birth certificate. Like you have to switch. <laughs> we them. have to switch them. This isn't gonna work. It's not gonna fit. No. Um, see what else do we do? What did we learn from this book slash play? We learned how the importance of being earnest earnest. that's what i was gonna say i think we learned it's important to be earnest both in name and in honesty (laughs) yes absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely um i think that we learned that it's careless um, to lose your parents it's god any orphans listening to this how dare you oh my god so careless (laughs) of you it's so awful she's such an awful person and they just all accept it that's so funny. Oh my god. I'm glad she didn't get any cucumber sandwiches. Lady Bracknell didn't does not get any. deserve them. Um I don't even know because so much of it is so silly. It like is so silly. There's not this is the thing. I feel like it's just like little like nuggets of like, ooh, that's actually right. kind of smart and true. It's not like any overall lessons because overall you don't want to follow the example of any of these I mean that's what we learned is do not follow the example of any of these don't characters. Do it. Yeah. Don't. But I think some, you're right. Some of the little nuggets, you know, you have to parse it out. But I think some of them are nice. Like, yeah. Chicks before I feel like hits. a lot of it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it comes down to kind of like not taking things so seriously. Yeah. Because Algernon and Cecily are the ones with all the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And they're both very much like, I'm just chilling. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that for you. Maybe life would be better if we all did that. If we all just chilled <laughs> a little more. I think absolutely. I think that's a great lesson to learn. Maybe just like relax. The important things in life happen when you're just kind of chilling. <laughs> True. Just kind of chill. Oh, wait. One more favorite quote. I Hell yes. Well, you reminded me of it with the, the sandwiches, but he, Algernon is like talking about going to eat dinner and uh, he says something like, oh, I hate it when people don't take meals seriously. It's so shallow of them. <laughs> I just passed that quote. It's such a good one. It's so funny. I was it's like, so oh, God, he's so right. You yes. know, if you can't appreciate the small things yeah. like eating a yummy meal what Seriously. is wrong with you he also has some really excellent quotes about music because at the beginning he's like i don't play something something to the effect of i don't play the piano well but i do play loudly or something to that effect <laughs> and it is good he's like anyone want to come listen to me play the piano and they're like absolutely not and he's like great i'll go do it <laughs> amazing <laughs> What's the one about flirting? What's the one about flirting with your husband? He's like, it's, it's like airing out your indecent. clean laundry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, you would never believe how I, the other day a woman was flirting with her husband across the table in public. And women are just going around these days more and more just flirting with their husbands. It's positively indecent. It's like airing your clean laundry in public. <laughs> So funny. So good. Oh, he has a line too about um that I just read to Javi the other day. There was something about like all the romances in falling in love. Um, when you get married, all of that ends. I do hope that if I ever get married, I immediately forget it that I have, basically. <laughs> You're like, bro. He's like, see, some things you definitely don't want to take his advice on. He's definitely no, no, no. very incorrect about a lot. You have to pick and choose there, but you yeah, know. You have to have a lot of discernment where these it's characters like come in. It's like you're mining for gold and you have one of those little things that yeah, like yeah. shakes all the dirt thing. out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got to really shake that sifter thing for uh, the sieve. For or the whatever. nuggets there. <laughs> yeah. For Algernon's nuggets. Uh, uh, that's ooh, funny. Mm, you got to like that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I regret that intensely and immediately. <laughs> I don't want to mine for Algernon's nuggets. That's gross. No. Ew. I don't like saying that. it. Okay. You know. And that's the end of that pretentious book club. Okay, bye guys. See you next week. <laughs> oh wait, we have to how many so how many pinkies up? Five. Five. Ten. Yay. Twenty. I would give it so many. Whoa. <laughs>
Yes, a thousand pinkies up. A thousand pinkies up for my man, Oscar Wilde. Ugh, the man the I would have given my boy. life for, though he would have not have looked twice at me. And I, I don't even care. <laughs> if he, I think he would have. I think that he was somebody who paid attention, but mm-hmm. like was very like nice and funny to everybody, probably, mm-hmm. unless he hated you. Yeah. And so then you, that, then, then he fell in love with him even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. While he's being nice and funny to you, he's like looking at you like, oh, it's so funny that she does that. And yes. he's going to make fun of you later. See, I, See, I the love thing- that. <laughs> Oh, me too. That's romance. If Oscar Wilde was like starting a cult, I would join. That's this is what I'm I know saying. I would do. It's really alarming to me because I do like a lot of research on cults because it fascinates me. And I always think like, would I follow that person? And I usually go, no, I don't think so. I'm relieved to say I don't think so. I think I would like notice sooner than that. Um, just based on life experience I've had up to this point. But even with all that I know and have experienced up to this day, if Oscar Wilde were to rise from the grave and start a cult, would I be able to... Res- no, I would absolutely join that cult. No. I would be I would. the most devoted member of that cult. He's- I'd be evangelizing <laughs> for the cult of Oscar Wilde. <laughs> the Church of Algernon. <laughs> the Church of Algernon, exactly. Well, let's see. What are we going to read next week? Oh, shoot. Remember? I always forget to look. I do, too. See, I'm because I'm recording in the bathroom. It's such a small space. I can smell the fact that I need to add more deodorant. It's very gross. We're very <laughs> gross over here. I'm like some little bathroom troll. I smell. Oh, God. I'm recording in the bathroom. This is bathroom not a good look troll. for me. Not a good look for me. Uh, It's Midnight for Charlie Bone. Oh, you added this that is the one. one I did not add it. <laughs> yes, this you did. I didn't. I never even heard of it. We talked about this before. Neither of us know why we added it or like why I we're reading it. I've never heard of it. I had never heard of it either. I thought you added it. I thought you added it. I literally don't know where it came from or what it is. Okay, listeners, did one of you guys recommend that to us? Uh, I'm guessing it's a book rec that we have completely forgotten. Someone, yeah, I it guess maybe I could have added it. I did not read. I've never read it. I've never read it. I don't know what it's about. And I've never, I've never read it. I think I've never heard of it. <laughs> but I, I don't remember. <laughs> some, what if this isn't a real book? What if, like, we just dreamt it and, like, happened to put it on there? No, like... I have it on my bookshelf because I ordered oh. it because I saw it when I was wearing thrift books. And I was like, the, the fudge is this book? I was like, oh, I guess my... Kendall knows. I literally have no idea. Okay, so listeners... Please help us. If you recommended this, so this book, please tell us. Because then I can go back and find the message. I will look, but often I have a hard time finding those messages. And the other thing is, I was so good this season with writing down who gave us book recs next to them. And there isn't one for that. So I'm like, why would I include a book rec and not put their, the recommender's name? Somebody was like so intent on having us read this book. They like hacked into my Google Drive. Must have been it. And was like, or- has to be here. <laughs> Or it was the author. The author did it. <laughs> Midnight for Charlie. Which I think it's like a, isn't it like an early 2000s, like middle grade? Like a middle grade book, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, love and I think it's no fantasy, idea. but we don't know anything about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, please reach out if that was you. Was we won't even be hilarious. mad if you hacked our Google Drive. I just want to no. understand. Yeah, just like, so we don't think we're crazy here. What happened? I mean, I know <laughs> I am crazy, but like, and my memory is bad, but like really that bad? I hope not. I hope it not too for me because I have no memory of this. Were I'm we like, just like I... really drunk together one night and we're like, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> guys. This is such a this is such a mystery. Oh man! So I have no idea what we're bringing to you next week. It will be this book, but we know nothing about it. Um, I'm assuming it it's anything. a book wreck. This could be, it could be awful, or it could be the best book in the world. I don't know. I hope it's the best book in the world. I hope it is, And it too. was, like, Providence that we got it on I our list. I hope so, too. You know? I hope God was, like, sent an angel down to my Google Drive and was like, <laughs> they need to read this. <laughs> That's true. God himself hacked your Google Drive. <laughs> he could do it. He could do it. Oh, so, yeah. So, next week, we're going to read The Mysterious Midnight for Charlie Bone. Yay! And I don't remember the author, but I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure it's the only book named Midnight for Charlie Bone. <laughs> it's pretty Probably. specific, so you guys can go check it out. Yeah, the author is also not on here. 
Like, this is just from the ether. I <laughs> genuinely have no idea how that ended up there. I totally thought you added it. Okay, well, anyways, if you nope. guys want to follow us during the week for more bookish comedy and nonsense, people really enjoy our bookish memes on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We are That Pretentious Book Club. You can also email us if you have book recommendations. Perhaps if you were the Charlie Bone, the Midnight for Charlie Bone book recommender, or if you have other books that you want to mysteriously slip into our Google Drive, you guys can email us at contact at storysirenstudio.com or message us on social media. You can also check out storysirenstudio.com for some really cool merch. We have, uh, we've got some inside joke merch. We've got some book club merch. We've got um, some, what's his name? Mary, Mary Brandybuck. Merch, Mary Brandy book, which is excellent, and soon we'll have some Oscar Wilde merch, and I believe also some fierce little acorn merch. So, guys, the store Yay. is expanding. We are getting like deep, deep into the literary inside jokes, and it is a wonderful place to be. Um, if you guys enjoyed the pod, if you guys wouldn't mind leaving a review below, that would be fantastic. And if you guys could please, please, please go check out our Patreon, that would be great. All of our video episodes are up there for you guys to enjoy, plus some bonus episodes and other content. Um, it's just a great way to support the pod so we can grow the pod because we do take our own time and money out to do this. Uh, and we will it will be free for you guys always. I don't ever want to charge people for joining a book club. I think that's ridiculous. But if you guys want to support us there, you can definitely do that. Again, you would go to Patreon and search for Story Siren Studio. Anyways, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us. And until then, keep your teacups full. Your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. Pretentious.